0: and welcome to the pac-man podcast patriotic american citizen i'm your host ted flint and i have a stack of stuff here that's been building for days i've been trying to get to some of these things haven't had a chance our oldest child is graduating high school she has already officially graduated but the ceremonies are this friday evening and it's it's been a it's been a blur these last several weeks and we have three other children and you know how it is if you have a family. It's the older the kids get, the more busy you get, and, uh, but everybody's busy. So we'll begin with something that's happening this evening, scheduled to happen. In the U.S. Senate, Chuck Schumer, the Majority Leader, is set to bring S-1 to the floor for a test vote. What is S-1? It's For the People Act. And most Americans, the, most of the American people, are not for this act. If they knew what was included in this legislation, they would definitely say uh, thanks, but no thanks. But it's being hidden from them. I'll, I'll give you a couple of a couple a couple of items that are included in this for the people act. There is. Let me first run by a couple of surveys here. One conducted in the spring by Echelon Insights. It regards public financing of political campaigns. Now that's deeply unpopular among the American people. Why should we be forced? By the government through our tax dollars to publicly finance campaigns of politicians whose policies we oppose. It makes no sense. Anybody with an ounce of of common sense wouldn't want to do that. And most Americans oppose it. So why are the Democrats trying to shove this through? Another poll commissioned by the Honest Elections Project found more than three quarters of American voters support requiring a photo ID to cast a ballot. A practice that states would be barred from employing under the provisions for, uh, in this For the People Act. The federal government would essentially say to states, no, you can't enforce your own laws on this. Federal law would, would trump any state laws. If three quarters of the American people are for requiring people to have a, vo- uh, a photo ID in order to vote, then that's the way it should be. Why do we send these people to Washington or to Albany or even your local boards if they're going to do their own bidding. The same poll also found that 11% of voters, only 11%, want to allow the practice of ballot harvesting, something all states would have to allow under S-1. More than 60% think unsupervised collection and casting of ballots, that's ballot harvesting, should be illegal. Well it should be, obviously. We saw what happened in the twenty twenty presidential election with all this ballot harvesting. It should be illegal. But the feds would say to the states, you know, you can't you can't have your own laws on this. Federal law would supersede state laws. Now I don't know what's going to happen here with this. I mean if most of the American people oppose these Uh, provisions in the For the People Act, then who's it for? It's for the Democratic Party. That's what they should call it, For the Democratic Party Act, because it would solidify their power. That's all it would do. It would radically alter the way in which America's government functions. It would centralize more power in Washington. It would add liberal states to the union. Democrats want to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. They want to limit debate over future legislation. They want to gut the Senate's filibuster. They want to do all these things under the uh, under the uh, cloak of darkness. They don't want the American people to know what the For the People Act is all about. One Republican Senator, John Kennedy, and I, lo- I love this guy, he called S1 ruthless, even by Washington's standards. He said the bill would be more aptly named the Screw the People Act, and that's what it would do. Certainly screw the Republican Party. Excuse my, uh, my French. Democrats want to centralize power. They don't want power to reside in the states. They want the power for themselves, and they want to sh- make sure that they never again lose a presidential election. They want to create all these divisions, and we have the divisions anyway. And most of the divisions, the political divisions in America, are class divisions. We're not racially divided. The media would like y- to have you think that we are. I don't think there's, there are race divisions. There may be pockets of it. We need to expose the class divisions and what the ruling class is trying to do to us because the ruling class tries to keep these racial forms of division stirred up in our politics so that we don't notice the class protection racket they're running and they're running a racket and they benefit by it. We have to fight them. We have to make the American people the sleeping giant. Be aware of what's going on. These Democrats, if we don't want something, why are you intent on forcing it on us? I'll, I'll just tie this to a, a recent vote here in a local school board in the vi- village of Cambridge. The uh, Cambridge Central School District Board of Education had a vote this week, or last week, I guess it was, on whether we should keep the uh, Cambridge Indian mascot. I guess it offends a few white liberals here in the village, and they voted to scrap it because they have a 3-2 majority on the board. It's safe to say a vast majority of district residents want to keep the Indians mascot. They don't find it offensive. They don't find the imagery offensive. Even one board member who is a full-blooded Oneida Indian, he wants to keep it. He was outvoted three to two. So there's a movement afoot to try to oust the school board president, who's a flaming liberal. I won't mention names, but that's it's pretty much the same thing. If the majority, a vast majority of of the people or opposed to something, why are you going ahead and pursuing your own agenda? And it's their own agenda. It's the, the local arts community, the Olinskyites in the arts arts community, and they're useful idiots on the Board of Education. But it's the same deal. These politicians, they have their own agendas. They, they're they not fighting for us. They Some, they claim they are. The ones who will fight for us, I think Donald Trump was one who fought for the American people. And I think there's another gentleman who is... Uh, I think, hoping to be uh, President Trump's heir apparent, although he's not officially said whether he's going to run this Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. And there's a new straw poll out from, uh, I forget where this poll was from, but I, I read that he's three points ahead of President Trump for the nomination. But this guy's he's saying all the right things. He's going on, he's taking on the leftists the way all Republicans should, the way President Trump did. You don't back down from these people. You've got to crush them. You don't concede anything unless you're prepared to concede everything, because it'll be everything. They're never happy. If you give a little bit on something, you think you're being conciliatory, or you wanna you wanna compromise on any given issue, they wind up winning. They wind up taking everything. You don't concede anything. DeSantis has not done that. In his first year as governor, he signed into law the largest expansion of school choice anywhere in the country. That's why the democratically controlled teachers unions hate him. He signed a ban on sanctuary cities, not in his state. Good for him. And he was also able to shape the Supreme Court of Florida, one of the most liberal courts in the nation, is now one of the most conservative courts in the nation because of Governor Ron DeSantis. Elections have consequences, decisions have consequences. If your local representatives make the wrong decisions in your eyes, you make them pay for it in the next election. That's the only thing we can really do. We have that power. Let's see, a couple of things that I didn't get to. Biden at the G7, and it's kind of old news, but it, it was just a, an embarrassing display. This guy is so cognitively damaged. It's really... He loses focus right in the middle of a press conference. Can't remember names. You know, he, he said that the, uh, the prime minister of Britain did not introduce the South African president when he did. It's like, it's the guy's, he's, he's done. He's toast. We're stuck with this guy for, I don't know how much longer. And when he goes, I mean, look who's ready to take his place. You got a Vita waiting in the wings, uh, Kamala Harris. So she's ready. She's ready to take over. There was an interesting scenario where did I read this? It was on, I think it was online. It might have been on Instagram. I know, I know what it was. It was the uh, the forensic audit of the votes in Arizona that's being looked at. And if it can be proven that actual fraud took place on a, a large scale, that would be a federal crime, obviously. And somebody weaved this scenario in which uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden could be impeached. Then the uh, the presidency would fall to the Speaker of the House, which is Pelosi, but then it, I guess after that, it is Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Senate pro tem. So anyway, it, it's an interesting scenario. It's not going to happen. I mean, so they find that, that there was fraud in Arizona or some of these other states. What are they going to do about it? They're going to take Biden down? No. They're going to make sure through legislation that that never happens again. And that's, that's certainly a step in the right direction. Quickly here, we are running out of time again. According to, uh, where did I get this? I think WorldNet Daily, Nickelodeon, and its uh, network which targets toddlers, Nick Jr., they're indoctrinating your children. Do you know that? We, we watch very carefully what our children are taking in, and Nick Jr., it's, it's unbelievable, and they're paying a price for it. They are bleeding viewers, unbelievably. Uh, let's see. According to the site Pirates and Princesses, the network's viewership has dropped from 1.3 million viewers per week in 2017 down to 372,000 currently. That's a 71% drop in viewership in four years. Now, Nickelodeon is pushing out this extreme LGBTQ agenda to our youth, they're indoctrinating our young people. On, they wanna make it acceptable, which is, it's totally unacceptable. And a lot of this stuff on Nick, Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. are not for children. That's why they're trying to pump it into your children. It is not normal to be a homosexual or a lesbian. So listen to all these <laughs> these different uh, ways to describe someone's sexuality. I mean, male, female, right? I mean, pansexual, bisexual, asexual, neo pronouns, cisgender. Happy in the gender you were born in. Well, that, that would include most people, cisgender. Then you got gay and lesbian, trans, they, them pronouns, non-binary, gender fluid. That's a good one. Oh, my God. so many here. A male named Steve, a woman named Lily, a tomboy, a dad, and a little girl. You switch personalities between them all day long. So whatever you feel like at that particular moment, you can switch your identification. You become male, female. It's nuts. This is the devil doing this. Now, we know who the, this, uh, the great deceiver is here, confusing everybody. He loves confusion, doesn't he? But all these different pronouns. I mean, that's a new, that's a new thing now, pronouns. You can call somebody they or them. It's like, what are you talking about? you idiot. Again, this is all going on in Nickelodeon. They're saying the LGBTQ agenda is all well and good. There was, I guess, uh, a cartoon version of a drag queen. This Nina West was depicted at a pride parade singing all about the LGBTQIA groups loving each other so proudly. And your kids are taking all this in if they watch Nickelodeon. Most kids do, or Nick Jr. One other thing here before I go, and this this is what what it's come to in American education. It, they're just hotbeds of, of radicalism in a lot of these school districts. Their government schools, our tax dollars are funding this stuff. And there's a, uh, there's a school in, Iowa, in the Iowa, of all places, Iowa. Teachers in an Iowa school district are being instructed to classify President Trump's signature theme, Make America Great Again, as a form of racism and white supremacy. This, according to slides in a presentation that was leaked to the media. I read this on WorldNet Daily. Newsmax TV host Benny Johnson, who posted some of the slides on Twitter, called it evidence that critical race theory is being used as a political weapons, a weapon against Republicans in general, and President Trump in particular. So this training, again, in, in an Iowa school. Is required for all educators and employees of the mississippi bend area education agency one of the largest districts in iowa now trump won iowa by a large margin nine points i think in 2020 and according to this piece in WorldNet daily he carried 94 of 99 counties so teachers are effectively branding the majority of the state's residents as racists this stuff has got to stop. You've got to get involved in your local school board. Find out what they're teaching. Critical race theory is nothing more than Marxism. This is not education. It's naked political indoctrination. And it's vengeance against Donald Trump because he, he had the audacity to win Iowa in 2020. And I think he won the election too, but that's that's another show in and of itself. That's about all we have time for. If you want to get in touch with me directly, go to the bmgnetwork.com. That's the network that carries all our podcasts, the BMG Network. And you can contact me directly via email at pacman at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. And we have some fine shows up on there for you. In addition to this one, we have the Adrian Ross program. We have the Ken and Mike show. We have the Ken Burns show, Miked Up with Mike Hansen, and Set Apart with Kristen Kuhn. So all those shows, and we have also columns up there for you too. The Pack Perspective, a column I write. I try to write one, one, one column a week, but we have uh, Dulcetory Thoughts, put up there by ken burns and some other fine columns up there i think adrian ross writes a column as well so check it out the bmg network.com thank you very much folks for tuning us in if the lord wills it we will talk to you soon the pac-man podcast was produced and edited in the bmg studio music by kevin mcleod